Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, everyone, and welcome to My Millennium Money Professional. My name is Dev Raga, and I'm your host. And in this episode, we will go through some of the basic rules which our investors need to be aware of. Let's get started. If you want me to discuss a specific topic or if you have a specific question, don't hesitate to contact me via Twitter or via Facebook. And for those of you that are new to the channel, remember the three main aims, education, empowerment, and entertainment. Now to the main topic, what are the 10 rules that investors must abide by, must stick to, which is going to get them through their investing journey over a very long period of time? Rule number one is remember reversion to the mean. Basically, it's a theory in finance which suggests that the long-term returns of any asset class will revert to the long-term average return of that asset class. The way you measure the return can be either economic growth, the volatility of the stock, the PE ratio, or just the average return according to the industry that it's in. So if you pick a stock or index and note the returns are diverging from the long-term mean, it just means eventually the graph is likely to return to its long-term mean returns. The reason why this theory can be beneficial to investors is you can use this long reversion to mean theory to make decisions to buy or sell. For example, if you note a stock price is cheap compared to its long-term mean average, you may consider it being undervalued and buy that stock. And this means this method can be utilized to analyze companies, sectors, and industries or even economies. The good thing about this theory is that it gives you some perspective and helps aid your decision making. The bad thing about this theory is the company or the sector or industry or economies may have had structural changes, so the returns may never return to the mean. The reversion of the mean theory can be used to formulate your buying or selling or trading strategy, particularly for active investors. Let's use an example to highlight this principle. Amy is a dental assistant, but is also very active in her trading. She's an active investor. She notices company ABC, which stock price is quite volatile. The company is involved in artificial intelligence. The current stock price is $10 per share. The long-term average is around $9. Now, when I say long-term for artificial intelligence, you can understand that it's not really that long-term, but whatever the company has existed. Due to the explosion in open AR technology, the company has done well over the last eight weeks. The stock price chart has jumped up and down, but mainly upwards. Amy sits on the sidelines and doesn't buy it. Just three days ago, she notices a massive worldwide news about AI being limited. Global tech leaders are sounding the alarm. And this causes the company's stock price to plummet to $5. There is even talk about some governments limiting or banning AI. Amy sees this as an opportunity. She thinks eventually nothing can really stop AI and eventually the stock price will rise back to its long-term average of 9 bucks. She uses this theory to buy company ABC stock. This is a trading strategy. So in this case, Amy has used the long-term reversion to mean theory to buy a stock because she feels that that stock is undervalued. 
She could easily use this theory to sell stock too, if AI simply explodes. Number two is the market always overcorrects. The definition of a correction is a swing of 10% in any market, whether it be stock or real estate or indices. Usually this swing is downward. This correction can be over a few days, to a few weeks, to a few months, or even a couple of years. A bear market, on the other hand, when the market, mainly stock market, loses 20% of its original value. So, for example, after post-COVID highs, the Australian real estate market has had a correction of 10% at the time of recording, which is in May. But when this episode is released, the property market is likely to rebound unless there is other global or local pressures which have occurred. The S&P 500 over the long term has had corrections on average only lasting about four months, on average falling about 13%. And usually no one knows a correction is coming. It kind of just shows up, usually over a very short period of time, and no one knows when it'll end. Now you can use the swerving car analogy. You're driving on a freeway, see an obstacle, then correct to avoid the collision. Then you correct again to correct the correction. Then it results in overcorrection, And the process happens over again, again, until you may lose control of your car and swerve out. This is kind of what happens in most markets. The correction tends to be more than usual, and when it rebounds, it's often more than usual, then corrects again. The people that understand this, i.e. understanding volatility, more about this later in this episode, do well in investing. During corrections, investors can see opportunity to make money, but more importantly, not get nervous and lose money. Rule number three is excesses are a red flag. Think about what happened between 2009 to 2020. Literally everyone who invested made money. People tend to think they're doing well, great investors. But actually, during that time, most markets did well. Most people made money without much effort. But excesses like this are not forever. Remember, markets revert to the mean over the long term. Nothing lasts forever. This is where behaviours and emotions come into play. More about this later in the episode. So whenever you feel super good about yourself and your investing returns, keep things in check. Make sure you don't get too cocky, too overconfident. Make sure you analyse and review your portfolio and protect your downside. Number four, bear markets usually have three stages. A bear market means there is a decline of at least 20% from peak to trough. Compare that to a correction, which is just a decline of 10%. Compare that to a bull market where prices rise by at least 20%. Now, I've done an episode on this in episode 91 during my time as DevRaka Personal Finance. I got into a fair bit of detail about these concepts if you're interested. But let's go through this briefly. The first stage is called the sell-off. Usually a bear market signals an upcoming recession, and as the market drops, there are slow bounce backs, but it never really materialises. As it drops further, the market starts to panic. Transparency sets in. Then it drops again, this time more sharply. This process happens again and again over a period of several months. Then the news media catches wind of it. Further panic sets in. Remember, by the time you hear anything in the news, it's already happening or has happened. So if you react to the news media, you're just too late. When more and more people sell, it tends to lower the markets more and more. Stage one. Stage two is called the bounce. When a new low hits the market, people tend to jump in because they think it's the lowest it'll ever get. A bit more buy flurries the market. The market bounces a little bit, but then the seasoned investors don't buy in. There isn't much momentum. 
And essentially, we have a bunch of people who are buying the dip. As more people buy in, this finally convinces the bull investors who are also getting into the market. They now strongly feel the bottom is done and they're keen to buy on the way up. Stage two. Stage three is the final drop. This is when the bulls are cheerleading, thinking the worst is over. But overall, buyers start to run out. This makes the wider market nervous, so they don't buy as much. This halts the bounce. Then people get even more worried. Then the sell-off starts. New lows are made. Panic ensures. Sky is falling. Or whatever the media now says. Then people just send randomly. There is no rhyme or reason for their sales. And usually the people like most listeners to this podcast channel, and especially me, continue to invest, which means we are dollar cost averaging into the market, keeping it as consistent as can be. So when we invest during a period of a bear market, for the same amount of money, you're getting more value, more units, more shares in whatever that you're investing in. Now we've seen bear markets recently too. The 2022 market, the 2020 COVID-19 sharp bear market, the 2009 bear market GFC 1.1, the tech crash of the 99-2000s. If you analyse these bear markets, you will see three stages like this, each of variable duration and lengths. Number five, be regular. Looking back at my investing journey over the years, there is only one principle which has helped me really. I've consistently invested over 12 years regularly. The regularity, if anything, has increased. I cannot stress this enough. This has single-handedly helped me build a decent portfolio, whether it be super, index funds, property and cash emergency funds, etc. This is just the concept of dollar cost averaging as I alluded to before. The biggest factor which has helped me to do this is automating my savings and investments. I don't do most of the things manually. I set and I forget. When the markets go high or low, it doesn't matter. It keeps buying in the background. Sure, does this mean sometimes I lose out? Yep. Sometimes I win? Yep. But the consistency is remarkably the most important factor. Let's use an example to highlight this principle. Amy is a medical student and let's pretend this is year 1990. She graduates and decides to just invest over $500 per month since January 91 until March 2023. Her total investment would have been $193,000, but her total value of her investment would now be almost a million dollars. Now, sure, this is according to the ASX market. But if she'd invested in the US market or other markets maybe and bought good real estate, she would have outdone this. But it's just remarkable how much such a simple feat of putting $500 a month since January 1991, even in the Australian market, would make her a millionaire and just being consistent over the years. Now, assume she graduates at the age of 23, now she would be 56 and likely worth about 3 to $5 million, even if it was just the average, because it's likely Amy would have super, some property and some other investments as well. So just being consistent, being regular over the long term, irrespective of what the market does, is likely going to get people well and truly on the way to financial independence. I don't watch news media regularly. I don't pay attention to pundits online. It's just easier to ignore the noise. I cannot stress this enough. Now, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we have some more principles, the 10 rules that investors must follow. Be right back. 
If you're after personal financial advice, don't get it from a podcast. If you would like help based on your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com. Click get help and we'd be happy to introduce you to one of our trusted advisors. Our panel of advisors, mortgage brokers and accountants work with clients all over Australia so they can connect with you wherever you are. That's sortyourmoneyout.com and click get help. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Now, welcome back. Number six, keep your emotions in check. This is much bigger than what people think. Going back to 2020, did you know of anyone who panicked and moved all of their super assets into cash? Did you know anyone who was too afraid to invest into the markets during the GFC or 2000 dot-com bubble? It happens all the time. Humans are emotional creatures, and it's very easy for anyone to say, I won't be emotional during times of investing stress. But the reality is much different. Disciplined investors do not react to the markets. Some good examples of emotional investing is loss aversion. People worry more about losing money than making money. The pain of losing a dollar is offset by the gain of making up $3. Sometimes investors don't want to sell their losing investments because they're so emotionally fixated about the investment losses. But if they got rid of the poorly performing investments, they can then utilize that capital to buy better assets and make money. But this thought doesn't ever cross their mind because they're so worried and consumed by the thought of losing money. The other one is overconfidence bias. Take, for example, a doctor who thinks their intellect as a physician can be utilised to infer their superior investors to other people. But we know doctors don't even feature in the top three net worth individuals in many studies, particularly in North America. It's usually teachers that top the list. Most doctors probably won't even become net worth multimillionaires, despite the high income. Overconfidence, no matter which field, is a disaster, and investing is no different. Number seven is time in the market, not timing the market. This is one of my favorites. Take a look at any stock market, especially in developing or developed markets. And over the very long term, the general trend line is upsloping. I hear people say, I'll invest when I have more money. This is a dangerous attitude. Start early. Doesn't matter how much you put in. Stay in the market and keep it in the market for a very long time. Dancing in and out of the market means you need to make two solid decisions, buying at the right time and selling at the right time, which can be very, very unlikely consistently over the long term. What tends to happen if you stay in the market and keep investing is that if the market goes up, you get less for your money. But as the market goes down, you get more for your money. And over the very long term, things just work out and average out. But this also means you need to be consistent in your investing, which is one of the other rules I've already talked about. 
The literature on this concept is very clear when it comes to most stock markets around the world, but especially the S&P 500, which I'm going to use as an example. Between 1928 and 2011, any one-year period, the market swings negative 43% to positive 54%. Any three-year period, it only swings negative 27% to positive 31%. Any five-year period, it swings less, negative 25% to positive 28%. Notice now we're trending towards more and more positive gains. Any 10-year period, it's only negative 1.4%, but there's a positive 20%. Any 20-year period, there's a positive 3.1% at the bottom end and a positive 17.9% on the top end. Notice as the length of time increases, the chances of you losing more money diminishes. For the S&P 500, you never lost money if you kept your money invested in the market, that is, time in the market, for a period of 20 years or more. A more recent study in 1996 to 2011 analysed what would have happened if you had missed some of the best days in the investing time. During this time, the S&P 500 returned around 8-9% to per annum. If you missed the 10 best days your return was only 4.1%. If you missed the 20 best days, your return was only 1.7%. If you missed the 30 best days, your return was negative 0.4%. And if you missed the 40 best days in those years, your return is negative 2.3%. The data is very clear, at least for the S&P 500. But when you look at the data across the globe, this is also true for a lot of the world's stock markets. Now, Japan comes up all the time. But even then, I've done an episode on this before, looking at the data over the very long term, you still made money in Japan, even adjusted for the inflation during the very long term. Number eight is understanding risk versus volatility. This is something a lot of investors forget to do. Investing is not really that risky if you choose the right assets and hold it for the long term. But some investments are very volatile. Volatility is a fluctuation of the price, often during the short term it's got nothing to do with the investment's value. Risk is the chances you will lose your capital or money. To provide an example, if you took even the ASX 300 as an example, it'd be a very volatile ride between 1990 and now. It goes up and down, and the fluctuations happen every year. The market moves. Pick out any Vanguard chart that explains this, and you'll see this. But the risk of losing your money during this period if you stayed invested is literally zero across pretty much most asset classes in Australia. You only get hurt when you try and jump out of the roller coaster midway. If you followed the rules, strapped up, kept your arms and legs inside the coaster ride, you're most likely to have an exhilarating fun ride. But at the end of it, you'll be fine, not hurt and hopefully have a great experience. Now I've done a detailed episode, episode 48, about risk versus volatility. Go back and listen to it if you're interested in all the geeky elements of it. Number nine is experts are usually wrong. I don't watch the news about finances or listen to the pundits. Most of them don't know the future. How could they? There may be some buying or selling opportunities in the short term, but mostly it's rubbish. The media is a for-profit machine. They will say and do whatever it is in their best interest, especially in the financial sector, so they can make money. The more drama they create, the more viewers, the more shock factor. Have you noticed words such as cringed, slammed, roasted? All of these are dramatic words that are used in the headlines all the time and video titles on YouTube all the time. It's akin to wrestling language. Don't listen to that garbage. Have a plan, focus and execute and rinse and repeat. This is why experts are usually wrong. 
If everyone sells, there is no more sellers. If everyone buys, there are no more buyers. At both of these extremes, you will either run out of sellers or run out of buyers. So when the pundits say stuff about market is low, so buy now, or market is high, sell now, or there is a catastrophe about to happen, it just sets up a scene whereby people jump in on the bandwagon and end up doing the wrong thing. Number 10, and finally, diversify, diversify, and diversify. Make sure you follow this rule, especially if you're an average investor, not a career investor. And I consider myself as a retail investor. I'm not a professional. Diversification means asset classes, sectors, styles, and securities. Geographical diversification is also very important. My portfolio is mainly in Australia outside of super, but is internationally diversified within super. That's just my risk profile and how I have structured my investments. Because I feel that the Australian markets are relatively stable, I understand them, I live in this country, I know the products and services that I use, and those are the products and services that I want to invest in. The Australian market doesn't really fluctuate very much, and when I retire, I mainly want to live off dividends. An Australian stock market produces great dividends, and I don't want to sell anything. So the Australian securities provide for that option. Now that's about it for this episode, and I hope you like these simple and timeless principles. Come back in 50 years and listen to this episode. I may or may not be around, but I bet you it'll still ring true. That's the beauty of concepts and principles and not anything too specific. Remember to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you may be using. I'll leave a five-star rating on all of the platforms. That's even better. And please leave a positive review. A lot of thought and effort goes into these episodes. The more ratings and reviews you leave, the more people get access to these podcasts. So please keep them coming. My name's Dev Raga, and this is My Millionaire Money Professional. And until next time, please make sure you stay safe. We acknowledge the Awabakal people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits, and pay respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement, target market determination, and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, and Glenn James are authorized representatives of Money Sherpa Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license 451289.